Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hey, Profitable Creators, Molly here. Today, I am so stoked to chat with Krista Mayshore. She is a motivational speaker and the author of three best-selling books, which all focus on business development, digital marketing, and becoming an authority in your profession. And after building up her own coaching company from zero to 7.4 million in 25 months, she is known as the digital marketing queen. Krista now coaches professionals throughout the United States on cutting edge digital marketing strategies. She teaches people to quickly become the go-to authority in their industry. So welcome, Krista. Hi, thanks for having me, Molly. You know, I'm super excited to be here. I love you. I love you too. We, yeah, I mean, how can I not have you on my podcast? We, we just chat all the time anyways. <laughs> I know, I know. Molly is a good friend. I don't know if you guys know, but she, we met, I met Molly at our mastermind group. So Molly very much is into, you know, personal development and really mastering her craft. And she's, she just is absolutely dedicated to being the best at what she does. So I highly respect her for that. So you guys are listening to a great podcast. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. This is the first time I've had somebody on that gave me a testimonial. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> oh, I mean it. I, I, I believe in it. Absolutely. I, you know, uh, I, I'm, we're actually also in a, like a Voxer and it's like Molly almost all the time. Like I have this idea, I'm doing this and then this. And I'm just like, oh my God, this it's like constant. Yeah, I'm totally like overwhelming the Voxer group. It's fun though. Um, and actually I was just on your podcast recently. Tell everyone what the name of your podcast is and then they can like yeah, cross follow it's us. It's called uh, Fired Up with Krista Mayshore and FIRE stands for Financially Independent Retire Early. So it just talks about, um, you know, a lot of it, people think it's geared towards real estate, but it, it used to be, and now we're, we're functioning out of it. So yeah, go back and listen. It's got tons of great advice for any profession. will help you, you know, learn how to sort of dominate your industry, utilizing non-traditional teaching methods and approaches. I love that. Fired up. Oh, that's, that fits you super well. I love that. So I would love if you could take us back to, you know, how did you, you can choose actually, if you want to go to how you got started just in the beginning, or if you want to talk about how you kind of pivoted from teaching real estate to like more than that now. Yeah. So let me, let me kind of tell you just a little bit about my backstory, just so you can kind of understand. I know Molly wants me to talk today about mindset because I really am, um, I've kind of mastered that. And, and when I tell you a little bit about my backstory, it might help you understand like, wow, she could do it. I can. Because I'm and I have to do, I have to interrupt for a quick testimonial for Krista. She, I just told her before we started recording, she's my mindset goals. Um, so you guys are in for a real treat, but take it away, Krista. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually um, kind of had a little bit of a, I, first of all, I have, I have great parents and we're very, very close now. But when I was younger, I went through some problems and I found myself in juvenile hall. I started running away from home at age 13. I ran away for about a straight year on and off the streets. Um, and I ended up in juvenile hall for about three and a half months, came home for a couple of weeks, couldn't handle it. Um, ended up getting sent off to a group home for a year. And then I spent my remaining years of high school uh, in a, foster home. So 
um, when I was about, I, I met some really great girls in the foster home at age 15. I, and I kind of sort of, I was already a good kid, but I just got kind of screwed up. You know, there were some family issues and that kind of thing. And so I ended up making the conscious decision like, oh, I don't want to, you know, be this person. I want to be the good Krista, not the bad Krista. So I made the conscious decision to really kind of take back control of my life from 15 to 18. And then, you know, just have been working constantly on being the best version of me. And as you know, like we're all completely screwed up because we're humans and we're individuals. So we are just all just, we're a hot mess, right? So it's a constant work in progress. And um, even though I coach on, you know, I coach with it, it, I coach people around the country and I always tell them, Hey, I'm just like you. I'm normal. I've got problems and issues and I just work on it every single day. So then, um, you know, things got better. I graduated from college and put myself through college and paid for that on my own. And then I got married which I thought was like going to be the most amazing happily ever after story and, um, found out after a few years of being married that my husband was having an affair and it was multiple affairs. And so, uh, one day when I was at breakfast with my girlfriends, um, I got a phone call from one of my friends from college and she's like, Hey, I saw, you know, your husband at, you know, at, in Napa. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know he's golfing. No big deal. And she's like, well, yeah, well, not really. He's not really golfing. I saw him being intimate with another woman. And so here I am with a brand new one-year-old uh, baby at the time. Actually, she was only like three months old. And, um, I, uh, ended up, you know, forgiving him. And then three years later it happened again. So at that point I actually did had to leave and it like devastated me. I mean, I, like my whole world fell apart and I loved being married. I love the idea, I guess you could say, of being happily married and being a mom and all that. And it wasn't so much the marriage that really hurt me. It was, it was just the breakup of the family. I remember one day um, on Thanksgiving sitting there in the, in the kitchen and it was the first Thanksgiving where, you know, he, the girls were going to go to their dads and the girlfriend, the new girlfriend knocks on the door, driving my car, like literally driving my car, picking up my kids. My husband at the time wasn't even with me. So he wasn't with her, right? He wasn't with her. She picks up the kids and I just sat in that kitchen. And I just cried for like hours and drank like two bottles of wine. And I sat there and felt really sorry for myself for a while. And at one point, I just looked in the backyard and the backyard was just weeds. We had just bought in a brand new house. So here I am, single mom, two kids, just left my full-time safe teaching job to stay at home with my daughters and found out my husband was having an affair. He leaves us with, you know, a $3,000 mortgage payment and drained bank accounts. And I just felt like I'm, this is it, right? Like I just, what am I going to do? And I looked out in the backyard and I made the conscious choice to like build the backyard, put those weeds and make them a beautiful backyard of, you know, a pool and a, play yard and all this kind of stuff. And that's exactly what I did. Now I, you have to understand, you know, I, my parents at that point, we, were, we had reunited. We're very close. They're all very religious. They don't believe in divorce. The only way, reason you can have a divorce is just what happened to me is if you get, you know, fornication or they, or they call adultery, whatever it is, you know, fornication, I think it's called, and you're allowed to get divorced. So, um, I ended up divorcing my husband, but it wasn't, that I wanted that. And I mean, I was sad for a year, year, two years. I, I lost about 30 pounds and you, I'm already pretty thin. So imagine me, it was under hundred pounds and it was a, a miserable time, but I still put on a smile and I worked on myself and I, I just kept getting better and better every day. Right. So even though on the outside, uh, you know, I looked okay on the inside, I wasn't, but I just kept working on me until eventually I was that person I wanted to be. Right. And so I learned to have strength and 
at that point, I ended up building a new business from, you know, I got into real estate and I went from selling no homes to selling 69 homes my first year in the business, strictly out of like fear of loss of losing my children and us losing our, you know, losing our home. So it was more of a fear-based success, if that makes sense. But I sort of learned to manage that into, you know, okay, now how do I take this fear base and make it into a good type of a success, right? And so that's really what I've learned to do. And now fast forward 19 years, being in the top 1% of realtors nationwide, selling over 2,000 homes, um, you, know, built, you know, saving several million dollars from nothing, um, and then launching the new business, right? So that launched about two and a half years ago. Uh, and I was told by everyone that I was crazy. Why would I ever, why would I ever stop real estate when I was, you know, doing so well, normal, normal people. I was told normal people don't leave their safe career where they're already making over a million dollars, you know, a net to start a new career. Like what the heck is wrong with you, Krista? But I had lost my passion. And I just have to say this, like there's, I know there's some of you out there who are taking Molly's profitable courses course. And you're doing that because maybe you got laid off from your job or maybe you went through a divorce or maybe you hate what you're doing and are so sick of it that you, you know, like, you know, you need to stop or you're going to look back in, in 10 years or in two years or in five years. And you're going to be so upset because you didn't take that plunge. And I know it's not going to be easy, but it can be done right? And it doesn't mean that it's going to be, you're not going to fall a million times. It doesn't mean that you're not going to cry and want to jump under a rock. But what I will tell you is this, is that if you keep pushing and you keep trying and you keep going and you make a mental decision to be the best version of yourself, even when you're the worst version of yourself, you will be the best version of yourself, right? But it's a constant work in progress, even for those of you who who, who like, it's hard. Like for those of you who like, it's like, you are so screwed up right now. You're negative Nelly. You're always thinking about everything bad. You've had everything bad happen. You're, you have probably more hope than any of us, right? Because all you can do is get better. Like all you can do is just get better, but just make that conscious decision. And what I do every single day, and then I'll let you ask another question, but I know this is a super long talk. So I'm, oh, this is great. I'm soaking it all up. Thank you. Gotcha. But what I do is I just, when all that negativity sets in and that fear and that worry, I just tell myself literally, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm not going there. Like, nope, right? I mean, just recently, I know you know this, Molly, just recently I had um, two very, very close people to me in my company. So this is the company that I build from zero to $7.4 million in 25 months, right? I basically had two of my closest people in the organization um, open up a business behind my back that was in direct competition and correlation to a business that we were going to be launching, that we're launching any, any day now, um, right underneath me. And I was paying them a salary, right? So I'm paying them a salary and, you know, they say, well, we weren't working on our business when we were working with you, but we all know that's impossible to do. And they just, like one of them, I found out in the midst of, 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 of her, of her, I'm not leaving, but of her, um, <clears throat> creating this new business. The other one left abruptly right in the middle of the coronavirus. Uh, and I found out that they were like conspiring to build this new business. And I got to tell you, it knocked me on my butt, but it only did for a couple days. Mm -hmm. right? I can attest to that. Cause I was like, how are you doing? And you're like, great. I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, and, and then obviously it's a hard thing to go through, but like you bounced back and were like, I'm not going to, like, you can choose what path you want to go. And you're like, I'm going to choose the, the high road and to keep going. And yeah. She's like, are you going to sue them? I'm like, no. I'm like, why am I going to waste my time? So, so you can choose when those things happen to dwell and get pissed off. And of course you go through all those emotions. First you're mad. You know, first you're like, oh my gosh, I got to 
fix the business. What, what passwords do they have? How do I fix this? Second thing is, man, I'm pissed off because why'd they do that? Third is I'm actually going through like depression and sad, you know, but this all happened in a matter of three days. One day I was working, worrying about the business. Day two, I was pissed. Day three, I was sad. Day four, I was like, nope, let's move forward. <laughs> and it's all a choice. So everything that you do in your business and your life is a choice. And what you choose to focus on is what your reality is. It's just that way. Since they've left, we have been more profitable in the past two months during a, a worldwide pandemic than we were when they were with me. Hell now, yeah. That's awesome. We have been. Like we've, awesome. we cut our expenses by about 42%, if not more now, actually. And we have less than half of the salespeople and we just had, you know, a 400,000, we had $400,000 a month in, um, in June and in July we did 389,000. Now, mind you, we were up in the sixes prior, but our expenses were like double, if not more. And we had way more salespeople. So we're doing better. And they were holding me back now that I look back and I think, oh my gosh, but I was blinded to it at the time. Now I could have chosen at that point to just like crush and cry and close the business up because we were at a point when that happened, we were at a six week burn rate, meaning I had let the business get to a point where I didn't realize because they were in charge of the finances. I wasn't looking. It was my fault. I take extreme ownership. I should have known, right? My fault that I let that happen, but I wasn't on top of things. We were going to be out of business in six weeks. When they left, it forced me to analyze the business, to jump back in, to be more of, to get back into leadership role. And the business has been awesome. And if they hadn't left, I wouldn't have known it. In fact, we probably would have gone under, right? And so this is huge, not just for mindset guys, but I just want to pause on what you said here about like, it's so, it's funny. It's hard to obviously grow, you know, a $7.4 million business, right? But when you do and things grow that quickly, you have to really make sure that you know your numbers and all that. Absolutely. And, for, and, and for you to be like, instead of like, oh, I'm going to panic and close or whatever. You're like, no, we're going to cut this. We're going to do that. Like you were very proactive and it's just so inspiring. Like within what was it? Maybe like a month you were able to like really turn things around in a big it was, way. It was, we were able to cut expenses back within um, 30 days, right? Uh, about 42%. So we cut expenses 42%. Again, it's by me not being involved enough in the business, allowing people just to, you know, have free reign on credit cards, trusting their abilities to make decisions, which quite frankly, they shouldn't have made because it wasn't their money. And I, I should have been more involved 100%. Again, I take extreme ownership of that. Um, my fault for not knowing, but we're going to cut expenses. And then we um, just kept like taking what we had and, and making it better, right? Instead of us going, uh, in fact, Brian Bowman was helping me. They said, Krista, quit going so wide and go deeper, right? So instead of us <laughs> going so wide, we went deeper on what we had and we just, we just did it. And then we trained our salespeople. We got rid of ones that were being negative and we hired, we kept the ones that were being positive and we focused in on their skills and it's just, it's been great, you know, but you would have thought though, when this first happened, I mean, I, it was hard. You know, I, I was like, wow, I can't believe this. I mean, these people were working for me. One of them was in a position where she should have absolutely, I should have trusted her to help me against this type of thing, right? And it was, it was hurtful, but I had to look at what was, what was I doing wrong? And I, and I realized maybe I haven't been the best leader. Maybe I've been too hard on people. Maybe I need to, and I, I changed my leadership. You know, I was, what type of leader I was being. I, it made me really focus on me. And um, again, you know, it's so easy to point the finger at everyone else, but the, the only person whose finger I pointed at was myself, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah, when you're I, the business owner, I mean, yeah, it's my fault. You have to. Yeah. And so I know this is still like 
I mean, you've turned things around, wrong. but I know it's still somewhat new. So obviously I'm sure there's still more to uncover and learn. There always is. But what do you think is like, for those listening, what do you think is like the biggest lesson that you hope they can take away so that something like this doesn't happen to them? Number one, um, I could say be careful who you trust, but I, but that was hard because I trusted them implicitly, but don't get so far removed from your, your, your business that you're not checking all the little things, right? Like you should absolutely be involved in your finances. You should know, you know, it shouldn't just be an unlimited spending card. If there's a certain amount of a money that people are wanting to spend, um, they should justify it. They should give you like KPIs, key performance indicators. Reports, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What is that money going to do? How, you know, what's the return on investment going to be? How long is it going to take? Right. Make sure you understand money coming in. That's actually landing in your bank account versus money that you have made that's going to be on payment plans and what that looks like, right? Um, make sure that you're having regular meetings with people and just make sure you really have an overall real true understanding of the business. I let a lot of that go because I was just so consumed in building it that I, I, I trusted other people in making some decisions that absolutely they should not have made. And remember, somebody else's money, it's not, your, it's not, it's not theirs. They are not gonna treat the business no matter how great they are it's, it's, if it's not their business, it's not their business. You, you can't expect them to. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I think I did, you know, that was a mistake of mine. I expected them to do, to care as much as, because they said they did, but they can't, it's not their business. Right. Um, another great lesson that I learned was that a lot of times people like to take credit for what, you know, you're creating and, and understand that's going to happen. And you're going to have people that work for you that you make it look so easy and they forget about the, you know, the millions of dollars that it cost me to build the business. Right. When I say I, we, we generated 7.4 million, well, Hey, cost me, you know, five and a half million to make seven and a half. Right. Like people forget to mention that. Thank you for sharing that. Aaron and I, we always like to make fun of what we call, he, he dubs it marketer math where yeah. he, people will brag on like a podcast or something about how they had such a big launch or made so much money. Um, and then people that are new in the business, they think that they actually have like $7.4 million. Um, oh, God, and, no. and obviously this is, this is why I love you because you're sitting here telling everyone the truth, the raw, what, what business owners need to hear. They need to hear like, you know, we're, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We learn from those mistakes. That's okay. They're not failures. They're lessons. Um, but, but we call that marketer math where people will like brag, like, oh, I had like this million dollar launch and we're like, well, but. Like, but then we're like, well, how many of those are payment plans? What's cash received? How much did you spend on ads? Like they don't share any of that stuff. Or sometimes um, you're negative. Like there was plenty yeah. of the negative. And I, they'd be like, we had a $670,000 month this month. And I'm like, yeah, but they forgot to tell me that, you know, it cost us 600 and, you know, uh, 69 to make it. I mean, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, no, I know. I'm only laughing because like, like I've been there. Like I've been there where like you focus so much on the top line revenue number. Yeah, they forget um, to tell you that. That you forget that you're not really, because I mean, a lot of creatives, especially myself, like I'm sure a lot of artists and creatives can relate to this. Like, I don't love math and numbers. Like I've had to make myself love them um, because it's important for running a business. But now every day, it's like I check all the numbers. I have spreadsheets. Like I like to keep track of all that. Anyway, so really, I'm thank you so much, first of all, for sharing that because um I mean, it's not easy to be vulnerable and share those things, but this is not only a great lesson, I'm, maybe it's still too hard to say a great lesson for you because I'm sure it's a very hard lesson to go through, but like it's, I appreciate you sharing it so everyone can learn from it. But this. here's the thing though, honestly, Molly, it shouldn't be hard. 
And here's why, because this stuff happens when you're creating a business, you screw up. Like no one ever taught me how to be an entrepreneur. I was a teacher before that. Right. And before that, I, you know, didn't wait a minute too. Were you like a college professor, high school teacher? Like, no, I taught third grade for six years. I did not know this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've got a master's. I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. So I was going to be a I find I find when marketers become friends, we don't always tell each other our entire story because we're so used to telling it publicly online. I know. (laughs) Like I I literally just learned so much about you through your bio. I'm like laughing. Um, (laughs) But okay. Yeah. So let's dive into this a little bit more. Um, I, I, I want to talk about really some clear tips and like a strategy around your mindset. So I know you said like you went through the processes of grief and then you had to make that decision to be like, well, I can either give up or I can keep going. And like for somebody else who goes through, like you said, entrepreneurs, we're going to make mistake after mistake. Cause like, it's a lesson. Um, somebody but when you make going- the mistakes, you're still learning. So I, you know, yes. and, and I'll let you keep going, but I remember this. It didn't really understand. I never really understood what it meant when they said, oh, you know, failure is, move, failure forward, move forward. I was like, that's mm. BS, right? I didn't really get it until about a year ago, a year and a half ago. And I was like, oh my God, it's so true. When you fail, you really are failing forward because you're learning and you're learning what didn't work so you can find out what does. So you're still, it's still working. It's working because you're learning what not to do, right? And if you didn't fail, you wouldn't be doing anything. You'd still be stuck right where you are. <laughs> so you just got to remind yourself, as long as you don't give up and you don't stop, you'll get there. Some people, it's going to take longer. Some are going to see more successful. But even though those people, like people tell me all the time now, oh my God, you just came out of nowhere. You know, like I'll give you another example. I'm building this new business. <laughs> You've been in business for so long. You just came out of nowhere. That's funny. Yeah, they think that. And I'm just like, <laughs> Well, you didn't realize, so for example, like, oh my God, how'd you get so on coaching so quick? Well, I was a real estate agent for 19 years in the top 1%. I pretty much sold my soul to the devil to do that. And I learned how to be the most amazing agent. Now I can teach that. It's not like I just all of a sudden was this great agent. I spent 19 years developing this craft so I can yeah, teach. 13 years for, yes. for professional photographers. So I feel you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's people don't understand. So there's no such thing as an overnight success. You don't know what they've gone through prior and, uh, and really, really dig deep because half people are lying. I mean, and be careful who you hire. Like this is like, huh, Molly? I mean, you and I, know, I, I love this episode. Like, like you gotta be so careful who you hire because there's so many gurus out there saying that they're experts in X, Y, and Z. And if they have not personally done it, be careful. Do you know how many people are actually teaching because they can't actually do? What's that saying? If you can't do it, then <laughs> you can't. Yeah, if you can't do teach. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> you should have to do before you can teach. This is so, okay. Oh my gosh. I could go on so many rants right now, but the one thing that this is like, Ooh, I have to say this is this brings me back to like thinking about college, how, when I was sitting in college, like college classes and learning from these professors, I would ask myself, you know, how can this professor be teaching me about business right now? They've never had a business. They've never done the thing. And like, this is why I think courses and online education is the future. I mean, it already is here. For the right people, someone like you, you've done the courses, you've created it. You've, as a photography business, been able to do, I mean, photographers have no money and you've made millions teaching a photography course. So you're like- them make millions too, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, exactly. This is what I'm saying is like, um, this is why courses are so amazing. It's like, you can go and learn from people that have actually done the thing and can give you the tangible steps to do them instead of just, and there's nothing wrong with books. I read a zillion books, but like, instead of just sitting in a college class, reading a book about somebody 20 years ago who did a thing and the teacher doesn't even have like, who, like they teach business. They never had a business. That's just crazy yeah. to me. Anyways. Um, it's like, yeah, so I'm, I'm loving 
so many lessons to, to be learned from this podcast, but, um, if people could take away like one thing from this podcast, what would you hope that to be? So here's what I would tell you, like you have to be a master of your day, start your day, right? Right. Start your day by truly doing what most people will not do. And all these strategies and tactics, um, if you want, I can get you this little sheet right here and you can give this as a little gift, but I have my students who do this every single day and I tell them, don't just do it to check the box, like actually physically do it, right? So we have them visualize them, themselves succeeding both for the day and in the future, their future self, which you should see yourself as that person every single day, right? Like for example, mm -hmm. I see me myself on stage with thousands of people watching and cheering and I know what I look like and I know that I'm wearing pink and I got my hair looking so sleek. Do you sleek. sit and like meditate on this? Or yeah, you, like you like physically spend five minutes and mm -hmm. just see yourself doing that, I right? And see yourself doing well for the day. And then I write down six things that I'm thankful for. And it's not like my husband, my kids, duh, we know that. Like seriously, what six things have happened in the past day or couple days that you're really, really thankful for? And it might just be like, hey, I'm thankful I was on Molly's podcast. It's so cool. I know it's going to be great exposure. I got to add value, right? That's one thing. You know, um, I'm thankful that today I had a, an amazing training with my students and I made an impact. It's like things that really happen because success breeds success, right? gratitude, the more you show gratitude, the more you get of what you're, you're grateful for. So you want to show gratitude. Then I write down six things, like what six things I plan on getting done that day. I put the hardest thing first. So the thing I hate doing, which like creating video, you know, whatever I need to do, I like to get that Wait, done what? first. You don't like doing video? No, dude. I'm like everyone else. And no one likes doing <laughs> So shocked it. right now. I, I feel like you're so everything. good at it. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no one likes doing video. You're only weird if you like doing video. It's like, I worry about the same things. What do I say? How do I look? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, and then I, I just said, those, that's why I start my day, right? Gratitude, writing out the six things, visualization. I read my manifesto. Here's my own personal manifesto. So I read this out loud. Your Everyone's own like, personal, this is blowing my mind. What? I need to, you need to like send me a message with that. Yes. So I'm cool. a living, loyal, supportive mother, friend, and wife. I am a philanthropist. I'm the number one trainer in the world. I speak at conferences across the country with thousands of people. I positively affect every life that I touch. I make a difference in the world. I uplift and it build those around me. <clears throat> I help others achieve more in life and have more financial freedom and time. I am building community market leaders across the country who make a difference in their communities and who make an impact. I am, uh, <clears throat> and who are go-givers, sorry. I am a billion dollar company. So that's my own personal manifesto. Is this part of your, one of your programs? Well, I teach my own students. We have their, our, their own, we have a, a manifesto for them, that, but that's different. That's my own personal manifesto. But like what, what is this? Like, I mean, teaching them to have their own manifesto, is that part of a course of it's yours? It's not part of what I teach. No, I don't, oh, but okay. you, everyone should. I always tell my students. You should I've, I've always been told to have a business one and I have that, but I've never been told to have a personal one. And that to me is just like blowing my mind right now. It's so cool. Yeah, I read that. Like I can read that without even reading it, you know? Um, and, I, and it's nice because I can actually take it to my students and say, hey, you know, my manifesto is I want to help you achieve more in life and have more financial freedom and time. Like this mm. is how, this is how much you mean to me. And they, they know that because they know, they know me, but, um, so read your manifesto, right? Get your affirmations going and just make it a routine. When you, before you go to bed at night, it's better to have your daily sheet filled out for the next day. As far as what you're going to get done. I like doing it the night before. And then I also at night, I celebrate my wins. What went well today? What did I do? Well, people are so focused on what's going wrong. They don't focus on what they're doing right. So what happens? You get more of what's wrong because that's what you're focusing on. Mm. You've got to focus on what's going, going right. And lastly, I'll just leave with this. Make the conscious decision to change your thought process for the better. As things happen to you, you can choose to dwell on it and focus and be upset and be so mad and be pissed off. And you, know, you can focus on that, but it's not going to serve you well. 
Or you can say to yourself, no, I'm done. That's not serving me well. Like literally tell yourself, this is not serving me well. I am hurting myself right now. I'm going forward. I'm stopped, done, right? Yes, get upset, get mad. We're all, we're human, but let it happen for a short time. And you will see what I, um, this is a trick I teach my students. Get a, get a rubber band or a bracelet. So I make them do this in the, for the first two weeks that they work with me. And anytime you have any kind of negative thought, and Molly, you should try this, right? So you put a rubber band on, and then if I say, man, my butt looks big today. Oh, nope. <laughs> I snap it, and I put, my butt looks great today. I have an amazing ass, right? And I, I change the rubber band, oh. put it on the other wrist, and change what I'm saying. My gosh, technology is so hard. I suck at technology. Oh, turn it on the other hand. I love technology. I'm learning. It's getting easier every single day, right? Any type of negative thought. And what happens is, your kids start to notice, your husband starts to notice, and then you start to notice just how much you beat yourself up. You would realize that you would have no friends whatsoever if you talk to your friends the way you talk to yourself. That negative self-talk is keeping you stuck in your comfort zone. It's helping you stay where you're at. You're not progressing and moving forward. So start that and be aware of how negative you treat yourself. Be aware of what you're saying to yourself. And the more that you do that, right, you're going to change what you're saying and your life will start to change. Then you'll get out of the habit. You'll start being negative again and then put it back on, right? And to where it gets to a point where you don't talk negative. Now, and this is I'm just not, like any new habit, right? So at first it's going to be a lot harder and then it'll start to come naturally, right? It'll start to come naturally. And, I, and, and I, listen, I'm human. I'm just like you. I have days where I'm, you know, flip off the neighbor or, you know, yell at the guy driving the car, whatever you want to say. I, I do you. all those things, right? Sometimes I want to stab my husband because he's being an a-hole, whatever it might be. My kids, I'm like, oh my God, I can't stop yelling at them. But then I realize, oh my gosh, that is not serving me well or them. And you just got to stop. Okay. And that doesn't mean I don't have normal days where I'm like for two hours obsessing on my husband being late or whatever, golfing again or whatever it is. I do all those things, but I just choose to try to stop him and recognize that I am in control of my feelings. My husband can't make me feel a certain way. My kids can't. My boss can't. My nothing can. I can. And you will see your life change. Oh my gosh. I'm like ready to end this episode right now so I can go make this freaking personal manifesto and get a rubber band. Like I'm so into this. Um, yeah. So thank you so much, Krista. Like there's so many great takeaways here. Um, we haven't even gotten to my, my special, which is digital marketing. It had me back. <laughs> Do you want to share one thing with marketing or should we just save it for the next one? One thing. Okay. I'll give us one thing. Girl, so I will let you talk as long as you want to. Yeah. You are, you're brilliant. Go for it. So people will ask me and, um, and again, like I said, from, you know, foster home to foster care to millionaire. Uh, if they ask me, Krista, how have you been able to build two businesses that are both million dollar businesses? I'm about, I'm about ready to launch my third here. Um, I would tell them that video is my magic weapon, right? And properly distributing it, making sure that you use video to show yourself as the authority you'll start attracting business and stop chasing it. It's one of the hardest things to, to, to learn and to get good at. And even when you're good at it, it's still hard. It's easy to do, but it doesn't mean that it's not hard to do, right? It's easy, but it's hard. You'll get the biggest impact. So if you are wanting to create a new online course and you're wanting to really make an impact with what Molly's teaching you, start utilizing video. Start producing as much content and getting people to know you, to like you and trust you so that they will see you as the authority figure. I don't care how good you are at anything. It doesn't make a difference that I've, you know, written three best-selling books. I've, I've done million-dollar businesses. Nobody gives a crap. Until <laughs> they see me as the authority figure, it doesn't matter that I'm an expert. Until they know me and know that I'm an expert, it doesn't matter that I'm an expert, right? 
you become the authority when people see you as the, that you're lead by example, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then they get to know you, like you and trust you. They can't like you. They can't trust you. They can't see you as the, the expert. You'll never become the authority until they know about you. This is exactly what we're doing with this podcast. I also go live, of course, in my groups and things like that. I'm totally team video. I love this. Um, but with this podcast, so we, we not only record audio, but we do the video. So that way, um, yes. so my husband, this is actually kind of like his baby. He's the one who does all the editing. I just, hi, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, Chris is the side, by the way, Aaron. Uh, I just get to have I want to see him. I want to see on, Aaron. I hear about him all the time. Aaron, come over. Aaron, here. you got to come on the video. Chris is saying you have to. Yeah. He might not even be over there. Honestly, I can't see. Um, but what he does is he takes this one piece of content and he actually snips out of it like two specific questions that I ask and then the answer and he'll turn it into the full YouTube video and then the snippets. So like maybe one could be about like video marketing. The other one could be about like mindset or something like that. Um, and then we also share it on all the different platforms. So um, totally team video and just wanted to share, like, make sure too, when you create your content that you're getting like the most bang for the, for the buck. Heck yeah. We teach video repurposing, how to take one video and get like nine pieces of content out of one yes. video. People will say, I don't have time to do video. And I'm like, what are you talking? You don't have time not to. It's like nine <laughs> pieces of content. So do me a favor, Molly. I want to, um, um, so profitable courses is your podcast. Cause I'm going to put this on my podcast. So can you make sure that Aaron gives me the edited version and also all the little snippets? Cause I'm going to do the same thing on my end, which will promote your podcast. Promise. I love it. Yeah, totally. So the podcast do that for the record, every single podcast that I'm on, I ask them for their, for the copy of it. And then I put it on my podcast and I do just what you just said. Yeah, I should do the one that I was on yours on mine. No, seriously, you should do. No, you should. (laughs) We have it. So we'll get you all that. You should. That's awesome. Because then here's the reason why that's helpful. I'll write a note down. Your audience gets a chance to get to know you. So you want your audience to get to know the side of Molly that's being interviewed. That's not just being the interviewer. I love this. That's actually one thing that I told Aaron the other day I want to add to the podcast is every week we have guest shows, right? And then, well, we're, so we're moving from Austin to Albuquerque and I'm driving one vehicle, Aaron's driving the U-Haul and I'm actually going to just take my phone and record a bunch of solo episodes. So we're going to have one, uh, one guest episode a week and then one solo episode a week. So that's awesome. Get the motive app. Like I've got this little motive. Oh, what's that? It's it's called M O T I V. It's a little tiny microphone. It gives the most amazing sound ever Mm. when you're on the road. It's way better. And what I find for a podcast, really important to have the good sound. So get mm-hmm. the motive app. It's like a hundred bucks. I'm definitely going to check that out. One, one thing I do right now is I use uh, the Anchor app and you actually record it and it publishes it automatically. Oh so my like God, we, that's so cool. Yeah. So like, I mean, with the guest ones, we like to edit, you know, keep everything. But like, I, I do also like to do some that are just like super authentic, like even with the mistakes in them and everything, and then just publish it. So like when, when coronavirus hit, I was just every day publishing immediate podcasts. And does that put it right to iTunes and everything else? Everywhere. So Anchor is actually by Spotify. And when you oh. upload it to, it's called Anchor because it's sort of like the anchor of all the platforms. So when you publish it, it publishes it to every platform. So. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and while you do that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I have no idea how long we've gone, but it's been super helpful. So thank you so much, Krista. And where can people connect with you online? I appreciate you having me, Molly. I love you. Thanks for having me here, everyone. Hopefully I didn't talk too fast and I wasn't too crazy for you. If I am, uh, you're not my people anyways, but um, <laughs> love you love all. You. 
And uh, you can you can find me on my podcast, Fired Up with Krista Mayshore, Fired Up with Krista Mayshore. Um, there is plenty of entrepreneurial content in there, plenty of mindset. Uh, we're, we, we're actually focusing more now towards the entrepreneur um, and not just real estate. So that's our new venture and we, that's where you can find me. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Krista. I know we could talk forever and I'm sure we'll continue talking after this, but I'll have to have you back on the podcast. Thank you.